0: Welcome to another episode of the T-Side podcast with me, Tanya D. As always, I want to thank you for your continued support and for tuning in each week. If this is your first time listening, I hope you enjoy the episode. If you like what you've heard, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe over on iTunes, and you can also follow me on Instagram at the T-Side podcast all one word for more information. Guess what, y'all? I'm in a national baby. That's right. I have listeners tuning in from several countries from around the world. So a special shout out to each and every one of you. I see you and I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Well, 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 I think everybody knows what's been going on, what's been going on. The election of the United States is what's been going on. I tell you, I don't know about you, but when I found out that they announced Joe Biden as the 46th president of the United States, I immediately took a deep sigh of relief and immediately started singing the song, Oh Happy Day from the movie Sister Act 2. I actually posted it on my social media page. And then I got a little teary-eyed just because it was so much. It was just a lot. I know we've got a lot of work to do still, but the country, and I know countries around us needed that weight lifted off of them. You know, I know we got a lot of work left to do, but I did take a moment to enjoy the videos of people cheering in the streets and celebrating. Although I'm not going to lie, I was the whole time I was thinking, Mm, that's just too much COVID floating in the air for me. Mask or not, That's too much going on. But I was appreciating them celebrating while I was in the house. I did pour a glass of wine and just chill out and relax and watch the speeches on Saturday night and watched all the happy little girls, the faces as they were out there watching Kamala Harris. And you know what? Let me just take a moment. Can I say I was digging her suit, Baby. That was a bad white suit. Do you hear me? Killing it. I just needed to point that out. That was a bomb suit. But honestly, just, it is a little overwhelming because we are literally going to have a female vice president and she's a woman of color. And speaking of women of color, I would be remiss if I did not shout out all of the amazing black women who held this country down. They do it every day without recognition. But once again, we came through, in a clutch, like we always do. Special shout out to Stacey Abrams for organizing over 800,000 new voters in the state of Georgia, and even to the Biden campaign manager. I don't know how many of you all were aware that she was a black woman, but Simone Sanders, who happens to have the same birthday as I do. So I know she's pretty dope. And keep going down the line to Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms in Atlanta, and just all of the black women in general. There really is power in our voice, power in our vote. People who always say my vote doesn't matter. Clearly it does. And clearly you see how close this election was, which is mind boggling in itself. But you see how every single vote matters. And because these numbers are so close, I do want to just make a note for people in Georgia. You do have another election coming up. You have a special election for the senators. You can actually get your absentee ballot now for voting in the special runoff election for the senators. December 7th is the deadline to register to vote in that election. And on December 14th, you can start early voting. The actual election day will be January 5th. So we won the presidency, but we're still fighting for the Senate because you already have seen over all these years, if you don't have the Senate to back you, a lot does not get done. So we need that momentum to keep going so we can get the Senate race won as well. So come on, Black Power, we got this. We did it once. We see we can do it. Let's get it done again. With this pandemic moving into its eighth month and rolling into its third wave of cases. And at this point, the cases are higher than they've been since we've started. I am going to be doing a series on dealing with stress and anxiety during these difficult times, especially with the holidays quickly approaching. I know we're still trying to manage homeschooling, taking care of ourselves, and we kind of feel like we're just stuck in a rut. We're just going through the motions sometimes, and we just keep going because we have to, but it can be difficult to maintain all day, every day. So I'm going to be bringing some guests on to discuss self-care, offer helpful tips to help you cope. And we'll discuss some relaxing things that you can do aside from listening to the Teesside podcast, of course, but definitely make sure you listen because I will be doing a giveaway or two over the next few weeks because my birthday is quickly approaching as well. So I'll see if I can come up with some fun stuff for us to do to celebrate my birthday. So you definitely want to tune in. You don't want to miss out. Today, I want to talk about music. Music is the healing force of the world. It's understood by every man, woman, boy, and girl. I love music, any kind of music. I love music just as long as it's grooving. Those are lyrics by the OJ song, I Love Music, which happens to be the song for today because I really do love music. Music is powerful. It keeps us company, it motivates us, It calms us down. It can affect your heart rate and your blood pressure. There is science to support that frequencies in a music track can change your entire mood. Listening to music at a certain frequency can reduce anxiety. It can give you emotional healing and better intuition. In fact, it literally affects every area of your brain. There is even a love frequency, which is connected to repairing your DNA. Interesting story. I was at a craft fair a year or so ago, and there was a lady there doing vibrational therapy, which I had never heard of. She had this big steel drum and she would beat on it. And basically you could just kind of, you know, hear the vibration from the big steel drum and it would just kind of resonate through the air. And this was a, again, a craft fair. So there were a lot of people around with different vendors and tables and people talking. And I was with my brother and he was like, you like music, you should do it. I was like, I've never even heard of it. It seems kind of weird. What exactly does it do? So he actually paid for me to get, I believe it was a 15 minute session with this lady. And basically what she did, I laid on the table, like it was a regular massage And she put the little metal, I honestly don't remember what it was, but she put the metal thing on my back and she hit it. And basically as she did it, I could literally feel the vibrations going through my body and she would move it to different parts of my back and hit it at different intensity levels. And basically within 15 minutes, I was knocked out. I was asleep. That's how powerful it was. Like he said, I connect with music, but that was so relaxing. I probably need to go back and do it again. But usually if I get a massage, yes, I'll go to sleep after about 20, 30 minutes because I usually get a one hour massage. But again, within 15 minutes, I was knocked out in a room full of people talking and doing all kinds of other activities. It was crazy, but I do need to do it again. So if you ever come across someone doing vibrational therapy, you should definitely give it a try. It's kind of cool, but music is really effective in all kinds of therapy, especially for the elderly and those with Alzheimer's and dementia It's good for helping people who had strokes, learn to talk again. There are actually a couple of videos on YouTube, One of them was with an elderly lady. She was not really verbal. She didn't really talk. She didn't really have family to come and visit her in the nursing home, but there was a lady that would come to visit her and she would sing to her and do therapy with her. And all of a sudden this lady who never spoke, she barely could really open her eyes, but all of a sudden she just started singing. She started saying the words to the song and it was so amazing. That's how powerful music is. There's another one with an old guy named Henry. He was in a nursing home also, and the therapist actually gave him some headphones with some music that he used to listen to back when he was younger because they said, his daughter said that he really liked music. He was always into it. But in the nursing home, he really just kind of sat there and was quiet and despondent. Once he got the headphones, his eyes lit up, like his eyes literally got wider and he was able to tell stories about who he liked to listen to. And he was singing songs. I, I think he was singing Cab Calloway. It was really neat. I love stuff like that. But again, it that's the power of music. I'll have to find those and post them for you to check out. They're amazing. But when you're listening to music, it actually releases the chemical dopamine, which is associated with doing something pleasurable, like having sex or doing drugs. But on the flip side, if it's music you don't like, it can actually cause you to release cortisol, which is the stress hormone. And ladies, if you know anything about that, that's definitely not what you want. That's the one that sits around the midsection and causes problems in the stomach area. That's why soundtracks and music scores are so important. They changed the entire mood of the scene. You don't believe me? Just think about any horror movie and imagine if Jason or Michael Myers, even Jaws for that matter, didn't have their theme music. So yeah, just thinking about it, it resonates with you. Just think if there was happy, calming, soothing music playing when you saw Jaws, it would be peaceful like he's just swimming in the water. But when you put in that theme music, it takes on a whole different feeling that comes up inside of you. I even play music and sing to babies. And I'm not the best singer, but that's not the point. One of the first songs I always sing to them is I'll Be There by the Jackson Five. Number one, because it has great lyrics. Hashtag lyrics matter. I just want them to know from an early age that they are love and someone will always be there for them. Even the late great Whitney Houston agrees with me. You know, it's all about love. And to me, music and love are the same things, really, you know? So, and if our kids grow up with music in their lives, then there is no question that there will always, always be love, y'all. Number two is just a calming song, you know, and it's great for a fussy baby. In fact, research has shown that some musical education is good for the social and cognitive development in children. That's why it's important to keep music education in the schools because they learn how to participate when they're playing music in a group. They have to learn how to sync up. And even if they're doing it on their own, it helps with coordination and things like that. So music is important for so many reasons. With my dad being a Vietnam vet, he couldn't have it quiet in the house. So he would turn the radio on first thing in the morning and turn it off the last thing at night, literally the last thing after he went to the bathroom before he got in the bed. So music really was his therapy. According to my mom, he was like that when she met him. So from the time I was born, even before I was born, I was hearing music. So it also became the backdrop to my life. I can associate so many memories to a song. I can tell you exactly where I was or what I was doing. Now, because I had a lot of trauma in my life, a lot of my memories are blurred, but I can always think of a day or year based on what song was out at the time. If you listen to my episode on awareness, you heard me talk about how music was my way to help me drown out all of the chaos that was going on in my household growing up. It gave me words when I couldn't articulate how I was feeling myself. Now, I'm not like most people, though. When I'm sad, I don't want to hear songs to always change my mood. If I'm sad, I don't want to hear things that make me feel better. I want to hear something sad to make me cry. I need to release whatever it is I'm feeling before I can actually feel better. For me, music often has the words to help me express how I'm feeling when I can't find the words for myself. Remember, hashtag lyrics matter, which is probably why I think in song lyrics. If I'm angry, I'll listen to some gangster rap because I need to release that pent up energy. And after that, I feel better. While it did help me in bad times, I have so many fine memories related to music. Every year for my birthday, my mom would call into the radio station and have them say my name during the birthday shout outs. I would look forward to hearing it every year as I was getting ready for school. And it always made me feel special because none of my other friends got their name said on the radio. So it was pretty cool. I remember for my 14th birthday, my mom asked me what I wanted. And I said I wanted a subscription to Word Up or Write On Magazine, which was only about 14 or $15. I remember her saying, that's it. And I told her that I would get all the posters out of it. So it wasn't like it was just a one-time thing. She ended up getting me a two-year subscription, but I ended up with about 70 posters on my wall. And yes, like Biggie Wrapped About, I did have the one of Heavy D and Salt Peppa up in the limousine. Little did I know at the time that I was actually a creative, but I put my posters in a collage on my wall. somewhere in the ceiling, some on the closet doors, but my two favorite ones were by my bed. And that was Michael Jackson in the yellow sweater and a New Edition in the red basketball uniforms. Man, I wish I still had those posters. I even had one of Time Act from the movie, The Last Dragon on the wall by my door. And I would blow a kiss to it every morning before I left for school. I even had my boom box with the detachable speakers right by my bed. And I would play my cassette tapes constantly, day in, day out. When I was eleven, I asked to go to my first concert, and yes, it was to see New Edition. My mama wasn't having it though; she was not trying to go to a concert, and I was, of course, too young to go alone. And I was pissed; I was so upset with her. Luckily, one of her friends was taking her kids, so I got to tag along and go with them, and it was the best show ever. I'll never forget Ralph was singing Lost in Love and he kicked off his shoe and I about lost my mind. I fell in love with him even more. I was immediately hooked on live performances. It was so amazing. There's nothing like the energy of jamming out the live music and being around a bunch of other people who love their music too. There's nothing like it in the world. Problem is, for that particular show, we were up in the balcony in the nosebleed seats and I remember feeling so far away. It was a good view. I had a very clear view of the stage, but it I just didn't feel like I was close enough. And I swore from that day forward that I would not do nosebleed seats ever again. And for the most part, I haven't. When I was younger, security wasn't as tight. I learned how to, you know, hop the seats and If there were empty seats, we just move up things like that. But yeah, I did not like being that far away. I needed to feel connected to the artist. Since then though, I've become a pro at picking seats and scoping out venues. Some places that I've been before, I know the layout and where to strategically get the best seats and how, and when to call back to change my ticket for a better seat. It's a whole process. I didn't go to another concert for about three years, but when I did, it was actually to see Houdini and my mom's coworker was younger than she was. And she wanted to go. So she took me to the concert. And from then on, I've been going to concerts constantly. Ever since all through my high school years, even a few in college, I try to make it a point to go and see all of the legendary artists because Luther Vandross passed away and I never got to see him in concert. And I was so devastated. I said, I have to go see all these people that I really love that I haven't been able to see. And for the most part, I've been able to see everyone. I did not get to see Diana Ross when she came here the last time. And the people at the top of my list now that I still have not seen is Tony Braxton, Anthony Hamilton, and Fantasia. Aside from music, I love history. So I love a good music documentary like VH1 Behind the Music or TV1's Unsung. Those are my favorite shows of all time. I get all the musical background on my favorite artists and what influenced their music and a little bit of knowledge about their background and their personal life. So if you're still quarantining and looking for something to binge watch, you can check out these music docs on Netflix right now. There's one called Hip Hop Evolution. It came out in 2016 And they have four seasons out right now. There's another really good one called The Black Godfather. It came out in 2019 about Clarence Avant. And it talked about all the people and artists that he had a hand in influencing and starting in the music business. I had actually never heard of him, but all of the artists and people he talked about I have definitely heard of. So that was a really interesting one. There's one called Quincy about Quincy Jones. They came out in 2018. That was a really good one as well. And there's one on Clive Davis. They came out in 2017 and one on David Foster that just came out in 2019. And just as a bonus for fun, of course, there's Homecoming by Beyonce. You can't go wrong with that one. I also love listening to the Jimmy Jam show on Sirius XM. He interviews all of the legends and asks the questions that I would ask as a music lover. He's interviewed everybody from Barry Gordy to Morris Day of the time, who he used to be in the band with, with Prince and Terry Lewis, his musical partner, Barry Manilow, Clive Davis. So he's interviewed all of the greats. So I really like listening to that one. And truth be told, I would love to interviewed Jimmy Jam. I'm just going to put that one out there in the universe because he's created the soundtrack to our lives and has such a deep passion for music. I would love to just hear some of his stories. Plus, for some reason, he's always reminded me of my uncle. It seems like he'd be fun to talk to. Speaking of soundtracks, I actually have a personal soundtrack to my life. My top songs are number one, I Can't Live Without My Radio by LL Cool J. I also have I Won't Complain by Reverend Paul Jones, Hold On, A Change is Coming by The Sounds of Blackness, and My Philosophy by Boogie Down Productions. Those are the top four. There's a whole bunch of other ones, but those are the top ones on my list. Let me know what songs are on your personal soundtrack. If you don't have one, what song would you put on yours? Well, the lesson for today, boys and girls, music is healing. It's all around us. That's why they play music in the store or while you're on hold. Sometimes even in doctor's offices, you'll hear music playing. It's meant to keep you calm in a potentially stressful situation. Those long lines or wait times don't seem so bad when you have music to listen to. They used to play a lot of instrumentals or what they called music, but a lot of times now they're just commercially popular songs. You'll hear Janet Jackson playing in the grocery store and Yes, I'm that person in the grocery store that will bust out singing and dancing in the middle of the aisle and have the nerve to get mad when somebody comes on the loudspeaker to do their actual job while I'm trying to enjoy myself listening to the music. Well, that's it for this week. But before I get out of here, I want to give a shout out to my girl, DJ Butter. She is one of the dope women I know that's doing dope things. So I wanted to give her a shout out. She plays the best in steppers, grown folks, and R&B music. I'm not a great dancer, but she always has me grooving. I love listening to her while I work or even just to get my week started out on Monday. You can catch her on Oh So Smooth radio twice a week. She's on from 10 to 12 p.m. Eastern on Mondays and Wednesdays from 1 to 3 Eastern time. So... Central time that's 9 to 11 a.m. on Mondays and 1 to 3 p.m. Central on Wednesdays. You can listen to her on the TuneIn app, on the Oso oh Smooth radio site and app, or over on Spreaker. I'll list the link in the description, but you can find her at IamDJButta, B-U-T-T-A, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You all have a good week. Until next time, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Side Podcast. You can find me on Instagram at the Side Podcast, all one word. If you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss any of the episodes. And be sure to tell a friend about the show. Until next time.